In the name of Jesus, Amen. Dear Jack, Matt, and Luke, confirmants, dear friends of Jesus, the four of us have been at the Catechism for about eight months now. And we've had this question over and over and over again. You all know it well. The question, what does this mean? The first commandment. In fact, all the commandments. What does this mean? The three articles of the creed. What does this mean? The seven petitions of the Lord's Prayer. What does this mean? And we're just going to keep it going for the sermon and ask the question, the ascension. What does this mean? It was officially on Thursday, 40 days after the resurrection, but we've, we have it today just to make sure that we have, the, we have the joy of considering this great and beneficial event, which is all over the Scriptures. In fact, I think if you were to page through the New Testament, you, you would be hard-pressed to find a book in the New Testament that didn't mention our Lord's ascension, and it's because it is so beneficial for us, for His church. But let's start with the problem before we get to the answer. And the problem that we have, the problem that we face, and especially for you three, but for all of us, is that the devil hates you. He hates you. The devil wants you to suffer. The devil wants you to sin. He wants you to die. He wants you to doubt. And he is constantly pursuing that end. Constantly, without rest, pursuing your own destruction. The devil hates it that you're baptized. He hates it that you believe in Jesus. He hates it that your sins are forgiven. The, the devil hates it that you guys are going to stand right here and put your name on the catechism and make the good confession before God and man that you believe that the promises of the Bible are for you. The devil hates it and he fights against it and the devil is good at what he does and that's a problem. And it's worse. Because it seems like we've got to fight this fight on our own. Or that we have maybe the help of our families or the help of our small little congregation here. Because after all, Jesus has ascended into heaven. Jesus went to the right hand of the Father. And wherever that is, it seems to us like it's rather far away from here. Right? I mean, think of it. When we, when we look around, we don't see Jesus. We don't see the throne of God. We don't hear the angels singing, holy, holy, holy. What we see is chaos and sin and destruction and suffering and, and death and sinners and anger and all of this kind of stuff. I suspect that if we were to give an honest evaluation of the world that we see around us, we would conclude that it belongs to the devil. That it belongs to him, that this is his kingdom, and that he is having his way with things, that he's in charge, and that Jesus is far away. That's what it looks like when we look around. Let's call this religious conclusion look aroundism. <laughs> look aroundism says that we can know reality by observing the things around us. The look-aroundist's favorite slogan is something like this, and you all know it. Seeing is believing, huh? 
The devil is a look-aroundist. At, at least he wants you to be because he can say to the look-aroundist, look around. Jesus is nowhere to be found. He's ascended. He's gone. And that right there, that, that little phrase, that's the danger. That's what the, the devil is, is teaching us. And that's the false teaching that we're after. Right now, to root out of our hearts and our minds the, 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 the false teaching that says that Jesus' ascension means he's gone. Because if Jesus is gone, then beating the devil and getting to heaven and living this life is up to you. And look, if it's up to you, if it's up to your efforts, if it's up to your strengths, to your smarts, to your whatever, you would be doomed. All of us would be doomed. Here's a story. It's a personal story. I just remembered this story while thinking of this text, and I hope you'll excuse me, but I think it might help. I remember being on vacation one time uh, with my family when I was a very little boy. This is right on the edge of my memory, so I must have been fairly young. And something went wrong with our minivan when we were driving through the sticks. I don't even remember what it was. Maybe it was a flat tire and the spare was also flat or something like that. Um, my, and my dad had to go for help. He hitched a ride to the nearest town uh, to get the tow truck or whatever it was. And there, uh, there we were, m me and my two little brothers and my mom, waiting on the side of the road uh, for help to come. And I thought, I remember thinking very distinctly, that dad is gone, and so now it's up to me to take care of the family. And the thing that you need to stay alive in the wilderness is a fire. <laughs> you know this is not going to be good. It's not as bad as it could have been. But I remember going down off of the street into the ditch and getting a rock. And I took my watch off my wrist and I pounded the edge of the watch to pop the lens out so I could use the lens like a magnifying glass to start a fire so we would all be safe. Of course it didn't work. I'm glad my dad came back because I think a couple of more hours and I would have been running around with my shirt tied around my head throwing spears at rabbits or something like this. It is silly. It's useless. The only thing that I got out of the whole thing was a broken watch. Because I thought that I had to take care of things myself. And not confessing and not knowing, not understanding that my dad was taking care of us, that my mom was there protecting us. I would have looked around and said, Dad's gone. But we, dear saints, are not given to be look-aroundists. We walk, the Bible says, by faith, not by sight. We constantly resist the false doctrine of our eyes that wants us to trust what we see and we rather trust the truth of the Scriptures, the promises that Jesus gives. We do not see Jesus, but He is with us. He is with you. He promised it and He cannot lie. Matthew 28. Behold, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. John 14, 18. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Hebrews 13, 5 to 6. He has said, I will never leave you or forsake you. So we can confidently say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me? 
Colossians 3, 1 to 3. If you have been raised with Christ, then seek the things that are above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on earth, for you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. He is with us and we are with Him. These are the promises of the Scriptures, the certain promises of the One who cannot lie. When Jesus ascended to the right hand of God, He did not leave. He entered into His power. He sat down on His throne that stands at the center of the universe, but He did not leave us. In fact, He is closer to us now than He was before His ascension. Ephesians 4.10 He who descended is also the one who ascended far above the heavens that He might fill all things. Filling all things. That's not leaving. The one who died for you. The one who spilled His blood for you. The one who suffered God's wrath for you. The one who beat down the devil for you, who rose from the dead to conquer your grave, this one does not intend to let the devil have you back, or sin, or the grave. So he didn't leave. You don't see him, but he sees you, and he has you, and he loves you. And He forgives you. And He beats back the devil for you. He guards you. He protects you. He keeps you. He carries you. He comforts you. He hears you when you pray and He answers you. He feeds you. And even today, dear friends, His very body and blood and the forgiveness of your sins, and He will. Make no mistake about this. He will keep you. He will. To eternal life. He promised it. And He cannot lie. Christianity is not a do-it-yourself religion. Our fight against sin and death and the devil is not a do-it-yourself fight. Jesus, who has already conquered, fights for you. And he holds the field forever. Amen. And now may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, Guard your hearts and your minds through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.